This is London Calling. Here is the last news bulletin for today. The time through which we are now passing is of exceptional character. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another Full Reptile Radio. So uh, this is, well... I think it's 10. I think it's 9 or 10 officially, but with with Fight Disciples Network, it's, it's number two. But like the first time we're actually properly recording because the last one was just a, a, a conversation about nonsense in the kitchen. So, so it's one. So it's, so it's one. Uh, yeah, ofi- officially FRRFD1. Okay, FRRFD1. Yeah, nice. I'm already. I've already confused. Sounds myself. like you're in a dentist. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a Star Wars character. F R R one. Imagine. <laughs> Who's that? F R R one. Okay, so it's uh, myself, obviously, and Owen Oxley in the house today, uh, and we are. Uh, well, I'm flying out to Vegas on Monday, so uh, we're going to chat about two two nine because uh, you're not going to be out in Vegas, so I'll be chatting to Nick Pete next week, I think. Nice. Um, shout out to the Fight Disciples. I'm so I'm so glad we're on this network with oh, these dude. guys. I, I mean, we're big fans anyway of theirs, aren't we? Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, staying for a long time. <laughs> Episode one. Yeah, oh. we'll have to do a tag team matchup at some point. Us against them. Oh, for real? Yeah. I mean that. You know. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> okay, so, so let's get straight into the card then, shall we? Well, did you watch the press conference? I did. On what you're saying, I know. Obviously, you've done the breakdown. Yeah. How they are to oh, man. Is there is there stuff you can or can't say? Uh, what, what what I can say is that it's the longest episode we've ever done. Okay. Like, I think the Darren Till one was about 44 minutes, and I didn't think this one went as long as that. But then when Ben Chilliberty walked into the studio, he looked at me and he went, 48 minutes. Ooh, you, know, a, you know what that... Yeah. I mean, it's like, yeah, that's a full... That's a mechanics. Yeah. It's a, it's a long... Yeah. It's, it's a long show, but there's just so much to talk about. It flew by. So I hope they don't cut it down too much. But I, I, yeah, I think it's going to be a good one. So that should, I think that should be out on Monday. I'm hoping they put it out Monday. Yeah, well, I'll I'll be watching it in work's time if that's all right. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, I, sat, I sat and watched. I was having some dinner the other day, and I sat and watched um, San Paolo. Yeah, and I sat there and I was like, "This is my job now." <laughs> Stays came in. What are you doing? I was like, "Just just researching, just, just watching this and eating crumpets." Yeah, she's not happy. Yeah, well, you know, it is work, isn't it? I mean, it's still weird that it's work for me, but it's awesome. So. I'm going out to Vegas on Monday morning. Yep. And I'll be commentating for the BBC Radio and doing some stuff for BT Sports as well. I've got a couple of cool interviews lined up. So we're going to get into the card now. Where do you want to start? Undercard? I mean, this it's just it's ridiculously stacked. It's massive. I mean, just looking, I know Grey Maynard is fighting Lentz. Have you seen the picture of Lentz, the little thumbnail? <laughs> he looks like beefcake. He looks like he's got massive traps. Yeah, for real. He looks like he looks head. like he's like he's standing in the mirror, like after he's got out of the shower and he's flexing. He's like bringing his lats up as big as possible. Do you know who he is? Do you know who he is? There is he Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Oh, <laughs> he's the he's the techno Viking. He is the techno Viking. That was that was always Keith Jardine, though, right? Yeah. To be fair, but apart from the tech, the techno Viking wouldn't have had a nickname like that. No. The Dean of Mean. The Dean. Of, it's almost as bad as Darth Vader, isn't it? <laughs> is it any, any other ideas? Anyone? No? Darth, Darth then. Yep. I, okay. I, am, I am disappointed that that's the only Star Wars name that's in, you know, the, yeah. the top level professional ranks. There was um, Joseph uh, Benavidez. Oh, Joby One. Joby One. That yeah. was pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. But he didn't really live up to it, did he? Oh, no. Ben. No. Um, 
Okay, well, okay. Well, let's start with that one then. I mean, that's that's a mad fight. It's kind, it's kind of crazy to think that. I mean, Nick Lentz has been fighting forever, so he's got over forty fights. But I actually thought that Gray Maynard had had more fights than that. Fourteen, seven, and one. Yeah, one no contest. Thirteen of them was against Frankie Edgar. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, let's just roll it back. That's a good point. See, oh, they were mad fights. I think I was at two of those. There was a time when Gray was. I mean, it was a toss-up in that second fight. That was a that was a you pick him. I mean, I know Frankie put it on him in the last one, but Gray's always looked good. Wasn't it Gray that him and Rob Emerson knocked themselves out? Yeah, didn't the, yeah. Was it like a slam, like a, yeah, like a crazy like a slam? Headbutt the headbutt the canvas through a guillotine kind of slam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like the uh, Tito and um, I'm drawing a blank. We're gonna wait until you remember. Yeah, crazy. No hair pressure. Died in the desert. Oh, Evan Tanner. Evan Tanner. Yeah. I said it first. So he I, had crazy hair yeah. and died in the desert. That's, that, that's, a, that's, that's all, a good that, way of wrapping that up. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Tito and that happened with them, didn't it? Yeah. But Gray, at some point, he was rock solid. Because to be fair, Gray almost validated Ross's career when Ross pinged him. Yeah. Because, I'm not being funny, that was big. Mm-hmm. That not, was, Matt. Yeah, I mean, Gray Maynard's always been... He's just. Been, I, I remember training with him. He's, he's so strong. He's so strong. It, it's... I mean, it's just, it, it's effortless for him. It's and he can dice. just work at that. Is that what it is? Chest. <laughs> and he, could, he can just work at that rate, like, all day. But then, I'm not trained with Nick Lentz, but, like, he's the same. I mean, he, he's just such a grinder as well, isn't he? OG. That's a tough fight to call. That's a tough fight to call. I mean, I'm, I don't, I, it's one of the, I don't really mind who wins and loses that. No. I just want them both to get through it and put on a good performance and be all right, you know? It's like watching the, Diego, isn't it? Yeah, the a little thing bit. Is, as long as you want to stick, you want him to stick around. If he is sticking around, you want him to be in the in the main promotion. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't know about Gray's chin anymore. No, right. Although you know, to be fair, I I, I would you know I've not actually watched the main card from the weekend, so we, we said that we, we weren't going to touch on it. But um, Nagira, like any time I see Ooh. Nagira on a fight card, I, I'm I'm concerned. And then I saw he was fighting Sam Alvey and thought, ah, oh, heavy hands. But, you know, prove me wrong there. I was surprised, man. It's a good fight. I know you're going to catch up on it, so I'm not going to go through yeah. it. No, just... I'm, I am, I've been living in a in a 229 bubble, getting ready for this, uh, this yeah, inside the octagon. I'm surprised, though, that Maynard Lentz isn't the main of the early prelims. Yeah, I know what you mean. But that the thing is with with that fight, I mean, Landsberg always comes for war. Like, all of her fights are just are just wild. She'll fight anybody. And then Kunitskaya's incredibly impressive as well so I think I think the UFC are banking on on one of these two becoming a star in the future and I, I think they're probably leaning towards Kunitskaya because uh, I don't know I just think there's a bit more hype around at the moment we've seen Landsberg hurt and struggle a little bit whereas Kunitskaya is still kind of fresh to the UFC scene so yeah, I suppose if, you go, one, if you go back three or four years Gray's going to be headlining that yeah, yeah exactly sure. yeah so who else have we got or what are you looking at well, I t- well, I, I'm, BT well, now now we were talking about that 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 uh, female fight. The Aspen Lad Tonya Evinger fight is really good. Aspen Lad scared the hell out of me when we were commentating on one of her fights. I can't remember which one it was, but she I remember she was in a ground and pound position, and she's so quiet, she's so mellow, you know, she's she's very very. Yeah, I mean, just just it. It's there's like this demon comes out of her when she's yeah. fighting. Like she was in she was in mount, she was ground and pounding, and she was like screeching like a banshee when she was doing it. Scared the hell it's out of me. Shit you up, man. Right? You know but then you've got Tanya Avenger who just terrifies me anyway. So mate, she just looks like she's just stepped out of a greasy spoon and she's gone, hold my beer. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And every time I've seen a fight, it's never been boring. It's never been easy. She just goes to drag it out. Yeah. And I think 
if that sort of stuff doesn't phase her, because she is the triple threat, apparently. She is the triple threat. Then I think she's she's looking good because she's just seen a lot more action. Yeah. She's she's seasoned. Well, a lot I mean, more. yeah, what, 19 and 6, 25 fights to, to 6. I just the thing the thing with Aspen Ladd is that she's on such a roll. She's young and she's enthusiastic. She's not been beaten yet. She's got the momentum. She's got momentum and she also doesn't mind grappling and really that's Tanya Evans' strongest suit. Like yeah. she like Evans would rather put you on on your back and beat you up from the top position. Yeah. And I think Aspen Ladd's going to be really good in those scrambles wrestling to a top position. But then, you know, Evans back down at bantamweight which is definitely the right weight class for her. Yeah. But you know the, the the winner of those two fights though, Landsberg Konitskaya and Aspen Lad Tony Evinger, that would be a that would be a good fight. The winner of them two to fight. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean that's that's an argument for, for you know just a, a top ten. Team. Just a tag team, just a, walk <laughs> a, a tag team. Yeah. Oh, go on. So so if you were picking one of these one of these four uh, ladies to uh, have a t- as a tag team partner, which one are you going with? I don't know. Maybe Tonya Evangie. You, know? you know what? She's my first pick. Absolutely. Because, yeah, it, it's like taking Mankind down to the ring. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I think it's just because she scares me more than the rest of them. Yeah, because she just, you know that you, she just wouldn't take any shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. She reminds me a lot of my, my wife's nana, who uh, kicked me in the face. <laughs> yeah. Literally full tilt, horse kick. I was sat on their settee. She lived in Spain. I can't remember what I'd done. It must have been really bad. And uh, she just turned around and kicked me clean in the mouth. And I was like, okay, fair it's, it's kind of funny because that that's a lot like my dad's mum, my grandma, oh, yeah. my nana Barbie. Yeah, who's yeah, I, I've I've seen her, I've seen her punch men. Yeah, but shout punch out to nana Barbie, full man. in the full full punch in the face, like ready to throw down with anybody. And you know they had it coming. You know it's not Always. just the case that she's gone in looking for trouble, <laughs> like Begbie. No, no, no. No, she's just she's just always running below the red line. Yeah, you know what I mean. Just yeah. ready to throw oh, down. Fuse? We haven't got a fuse. <laughs> this is a light it and run. You, you may need to explain to Nana Barbu Begbie is. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, she'd take that as a compliment. That's Begbie good. Is a lunatic. Yeah, I can tell. Yeah. You. All right, let's kick on. So the next one that stands out to me is Pettis against Formiga. I love it. Oh. That's that's going to be a wild one. I like I like Pettis because he can fight moving in any direction, and I like Formiga because he comes to throw hands. And you know we know he's got a subs game as well, which I think might be a challenge for Pettis. I think I think Formiga's going to have that man strength. Yeah, that'll be the difference in the clinch. You know what I mean? Because yeah. obviously Pettis is still young. He's still he's still growing into his body. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's just hard with Pettis because you you're so used to his brother. You're so used to everything. I mean, and, and back to the WC days. When Pettis was the boy, because yeah. we've got to remember, he came through, he was do a title shot, he beat Henderson, he was looking good, and then he lost to Clay, which put him on the back of the pack. He worked his way there, and I know he had his, his he's had his bit of his rough patch, but against Chiesa looked amazing. But then I don't remember who Sergio's been fighting, unfortunately, and that's not out of disrespect. It's just I see his brother's just been there and done it, whereas yeah. I expect him to do exactly the same. Uh huh. I expect, and and that's not fair because. Like you say, it's like a kid fighting an old dude. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I mean that. So he's. I mean, he's he's beating good guys. That's the thing. He's, oh he's, yeah, he's you come know to what fight. I mean? Like that. The, the problem is that like the split decision over Joe Benavidez, and I don't that did him any favors because I, I I feel like I feel like he could have pushed a little bit more, but I feel like he knew there was a risk if he did. Yeah. Um, losing to Sahudo obviously is no is no work. Uh, you know. Well, that's been validated more exactly, recently. and that was a decision as well. You know. 
and then like the, the names before that, like Brandon Moreno, John Moraga's been a perennial contender for a long time. Uh, Chris Carriasso, former title challenger. I mean, you know, he's, he's 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 fought some some good guys. I just I still feel like he's he's in that development stage of his career. And I know that's crazy because he's got twenty fights, but he's still he's still twenty five. And I feel, I, I mean, it's diff. Obviously, it's different for everybody, but I feel there's a point around sort of twenty six, twenty eight. You know what I mean? That was when I noticed. Yeah, yeah, all of a sudden, I like I gained five kilos, and that's twelve pounds, I think, okay. for everybody in the US. Um, <laughs> and and it just never shifted. It, it was the, my body was just slightly bigger. Ready now. You know, I think that's like we talked about it a, a while ago. I think I think that's where Darren Till is. You know what I mean? I think he's at that stage where his body's ready to just go right. No I'm a middleweight. Yeah, that's no it. more. Yeah. yeah, it's how when Connor went all the way down in it. In his, yeah, like a method. Yeah. I I I think that um I think Sergio Pettis is gonna over the next sort of four years he's gonna really grow into his body, especially if he's doing a lot of strength and conditioning. Whereas Formiga at what, thirty three years old, he's he's already kinda got that man strength, he's yeah. done a lot of grappling, so it's you know So who do you reckon? Who who are you calling on that one? I think Formiga might grind out a decision. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I, I think he might I think he might get clipped a few times coming in because I think Pettis is going to be good at peppering him with shots, but I think Formiga he's is got a able decent to, chin yeah. as well. Uh-huh. He's, I think he's going to Brad Pickett him, isn't he? Yeah, man under him. O'Malley against Kinones. Can't wait. Jose Kinones. Taco. Yeah, he's he's winning. He's winning the mustache department. Oh mate, Teco. Teco, not Teco. He's got a full twist on that. Hasn't he? Right, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. He looks days. like one of the. Um, uh, one of the musketeers. He's getting one of those big, one of those big hats with a feather in it. Dun, 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 yeah, man. Dun, 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 dun. That's a fun fight, though, right? Because you've got obviously Sean O'Malley, the USC, a bit high on him at the moment, Just and unbeaten. unbeaten. Yeah, ten and no unbeaten, and and look good unbeaten. Right. Not like he's he's been put on his back and someone's like, ah, oh, that's his weakness. Yeah, he's just looked good, and almost down to there's a beat style of, style of fighter that's finish it when he wants, if he wants. Uh-huh. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I yeah. think sometimes. Some of these guys that are coming up now that are trained in everything are just enjoying it. It's yeah. not even a case that they're like, I'm fine, I've got to get out, I've got to get them out of this. They just like doing what they're doing. Yeah. So it, well, it was like his fight on the on the contender series where he where he just beautiful shot right to the chin, knocked him out cold. He just looked he, he looked so smooth in those, you know, in, in his transitions between striking and grappling. And I think that's what's exciting about these new these new generation. I mean, Kieran has had ten fights and he's lost two, but He's, he's on a wicked streak at the moment and I think that, that kind of I like the fact that the UFC are not protecting Sean O'Malley because yeah. he's the kind of fighter that a promotion might protect if he was a boxer yeah. he'd be fighting Uber drivers all week yeah. you know what I mean they're not going to put him in against someone that's on a four fight winning streak Well, because it's, it's, they, they want to protect that big payday they want him to have a title shot unbeaten don't they yeah I think that I mean I think Kinones might be forced to strike with O'Malley. I think he's going to try and get it to the floor, but I think ultimately he's going to be forced to strike. And I think it, I just think it's going to be a fun fight to watch. I, mean, I think they're going to take chunks out of each other. Yeah. It's not going to be a, it's not going to be a, a clinical technical fight because I think they're both risk takers and they're both trying to get a big finish. But um, I can yeah. see, I can see O'Malley being on his back foot quite a lot and just catching him and catching because he's going to. I think he's going to be going in for, for takedowns, and I think that O'Malley's just going to. Just going to stay out of the way long enough. Yeah, might catch the odd one or two, but I think ultimately he's just going to keep him at distance. Yeah. Who's your picking? It's got to be Sean O'Malley. Yeah, I'm thinking. TKO late, like third, I reckon. Yeah, just completely like a Diaz mm. knockout. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. let him up for yeah. long enough. Yeah. Wear him down, beat him up. Well, hopefully. Yeah. All I, right. I, I like it. I like the hype train. Yeah. But I'm interested in him. <laughs> I like his fashion sense. Mate, he looks like a white Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, for real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Almost as stoned as Jimi yeah, Hendrix. Yeah, right. Yeah, I need to start wearing some of those low-button shirts to show off my chest tattoo as well, because I don't even think most people have got... No, I've got one. See, I've only got one side. Yeah, so you need to get that filled in. Yeah, a bit lopsided. <laughs> okay, main card. We're building. We're building to the main event. I can't wait. I know. But I will I will <laughs> reel it in, because there's some good fights. Watson, Watson Herrig. Herrig. I think Herrig goes out there. She, she reminds me a lot of the Diaz brothers, that goes out there, puts on a performance... Could probably give 10% more, doesn't and loses a decision and is then fucked off they didn't get it. Yeah. And that's I think she's an awesome fighter. She's backed her shit up because back in the day, I can't remember which promotion she was in and she did a lot more modelling and stuff like that and they were seeing her as like this plastic sort of, this plastic fighter when actually she's she's coming and she's put some... She's very tough. In. Yeah, she's she's very tough. And I mean, you know, losing a split decision to Kovalkovic is no, is no shame. Courtney Case is incredibly tough. You know, beating Alexa Grasso as well. I think that surprised a lot of people. She's, yeah, I mean, she's good. She's well-rounded. She's tough. I think she's more of a, she's got more grind. She's got more like, she'll fight, you know, into deeper waters when it gets kind of rough. Whereas like Michelle Watson's technically very good, but we have seen her get a bit overwhelmed. Like the Rose Namajunas fight is the first one that comes to mind. Trying to get away. Yeah. Catches a big old shin. Exactly. See, I would have thought that Felice was a lot taller than Michelle. But there's an inch in it. Is that right? Five three um, and what? Five, uh, sixty-three inch and sixty-four inch. Wow. So, but I then w- Michelle Waterson's got those got that that super flexible kicking game as well. So that yeah. kind of that adds a couple of inches in in reach for me anyway. Well, I, I'd have gone for Felice over over Michelle when I thought that Michelle was about three foot tall. Yeah. But seeing as it's very similar, I think Michelle's got a lot to prove because she came in hot, looked good. Obviously, Rose turned her off. Did she lose the last one? Um, really close. But then, I mean, Felice is just always, she's always there to brawl, man. Yeah. Yeah. And wear a superwoman outfit. It's got to be a decision, hasn't it? Yeah, I think so. I, I think, yeah. I, I think the only way a finish comes in this one is if it's a submission and it'll be like a flash knockdown to a submission yeah. or something like that. But I can see there's been a decision. I can't see Felice catching it with a rose head kick. No, nah, no. Nah. Be nice. No. I can't see it. But I can't say that about the next fight, Lewis and Volkov. I oh, can, man. That's, as, rather than cursing a card, <laughs> I can't see it go into decision because, I don't know. See, I think it might. That's the, that's. The, I just, I feel like Derek Lewis is going to hunt for that big, the big knockout early and Volkov is going to be so good at keeping him on the end of a jab and just keep him, you know, keep him missing, keep him frustrated. Lewis will get tired. We know he suffers with that back injury as well. We don't know where that's at. And we've seen him kind of halfway through a fight start to fail because of it. Yeah, and looking real bad. Yeah, and we know that Volkov can just kind of pick people off at a distance. Well, he's been doing it. I mean, look what he did to Struve. And he's also good at coming back. Hang on, let me pick that up. You're getting some force. Come here. He's also also good at coming back, like turning it back around. I think Struve cut him pretty bad with like an elbow or a knee. Yeah. And he's still, he's still, yeah. you know he's what I mean? Still weathered it. He's good. At, he's good at kind of gathering himself, and he's got a bit of a cyborg energy about him. I can, I can see him walking through some shots from Derek Lewis as well. Yeah, because I think the the problem is when that happens is you can almost see the energy drain out of Derek Lewis. You yeah. know, when he is catching people, but nothing's happening because he's turned that many people off. It just, it's, 
it always seems that he's, he's sort of losing a bit of heart. But I don't know if then that's part of his back pain playing in as well. Maybe. And he's like, oh, I just need this to be over. Maybe. What but, we need, what well, well, I, I think I think Volkov might edge a decision there. I think he might frustrate Lewis and keep him on the back foot. But look what he did to Fabrizio. Yeah. In London. Yeah. I mean, he looked... Fabrizio looked a bit wild, though. He was taking weird yeah. risks and stuff. It was, he, it was a very uncharacteristic fight of his. I don't know if, if he underestimated him a little bit. Maybe. Maybe. But I, I can certainly see Volkov win a, de- a decision and then we get Volkov against Olenek in yeah, Russia that'd be good. as a main event, title contender, eliminator. That'd I mean, that would be a lot of fun to see. Because Olenek is not going to be able to get the Ezekiel on Volkov standing. No. <laughs> He'd have to have a stepladder. Stepladder. Little, little, <laughs> like one of them little like, turtles you yeah. when you go to the toilet as a kid. Yeah. He'd have to borrow his, ne- his neighbour's yellow pages and only people in the UK are going to get that reference. <laughs> yeah. It's a white pages over there, right? Oh, is it? I don't know. I saw it on Malcolm in the middle. Oh. We've had Malcolm on the middle 24-7 on at home. The kids have, have got into it in a big way. See, I'm all about Effies for family. I see, I love Effies for family, but it's a bit more aggro. Whereas yeah. Malcolm, I, I can say... I'm going to put you through that fucking wall! <laughs> yeah. We, <laughs> I get that off the kids, but if I have to encourage it, it's probably not a good thing. Yeah, true. I did true. catch my eldest watching Family Guy the other night. She's in bed. And I walked in and she turned her iPad off quick. Like a dude watching something he shouldn't be watching. And she's only 10. So I went over and I was like, what have you been watching? And she's like, oh, nothing. I was just watching... Just watching the Simpsons. And so I went back to the history and she didn't know there was a history. Oh, mate. Colour drained from her face. And I was like, it's all right, but you need to talk to us. So funny. And she was just so embarrassed getting caught watching <laughs> Family Guy. It's, the thing is, though, like I, I like to watch Family Guy, American Dad, or, or I mean, obviously, F is for Family now, just to kind of switch off. But sometimes I, I kind of overlook how edgy it is dude it's like we watched Drop, Set, Drop Dead Fred yeah that's fucking racy yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm a huge Rick Mal fan said to Steve well, on a Sunday we'll watch a film with the kids and I was like oh boom Drop Dead Fred Drop Dead Fred Dog Poo Dog Poo lovely lovely yeah. Dog Poo <laughs> but then he's calling her a bitch he's, honestly <laughs> they're, they're swearing and stuff and it's just one of them where me and my wife are looking at each other and the kids not they're looking straight through it they're, really quickly I know we're getting on to this there's a film called The Boss Right. With um, Big Girl Out of Bridesmaids. Marie McCarthy. Oh, Melissa. Melissa McCarthy. Yep. Sorry, darling. So, <laughs> she basically, she is trying to get back at this other guy and there's three of them and they're going in and she goes, right, you distract the guard, you suck him off. Then we're going to come around this corner, you suck him off. And then while you suck him off, and she must say suck him off about a thousand times. <laughs> now, bear in mind, we're watching it with the kids because we've seen it before and just fucking put that filter on, completely forgot. Expecting either of them turn around at any point and sort of stare at us and go, what's well, so come off? <laughs> Neither of them moved. Oh. Literally didn't move. Stacey looking at me, biting her lip. And, and I swear to God, she must have said, suck him off a thousand times. <laughs> and I'm just thinking, oh, shut the fuck up. Please shut the fuck up. And you can't turn it off because then they're going to ask me, why have you turned it off? Yeah. Is it because he said, suck him off? Uh-huh. And then if she turns around and knows what it is, I'm even more fucked. Yeah. Kids are, is, is there no distraction tactics? Like, who wants who wants a snack? Or, yeah, you know, sweets. Like, yeah, popcorn time. Yeah, 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 that's, yeah, probably. Emergency popcorn. Oh, mate, you're just frozen. It's like car crash. You just froze. <laughs> just press the brake. No. <laughs> yeah, so, not good. I, want, I still want to watch that talking to Melissa McCarthy. McCarthy? McCarthy? Yeah, McCarthy. Um, what's it called? Oh, uh, some happy time, time murders. murders. Happy happy time time murders. Ta- yeah. Dude, we've got to go and watch it. Yeah, we, we have to. It. Yeah, we could do a whole podcast reviewing it. 
<laughs> afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Two two nine was good, but we're going to talk about this film instead. Puppets, <laughs> puppets. <laughs> okay, so let's move on. Let's move on. Saint Pru against Dominic Reyes. I'll be honest, I don't know a great deal about Dominic Reyes. No, I know he's unbeaten. Yeah, nine and zero though. It. To be honest, the first thing I thought is when I saw his ranking, I thought to myself, wow, that, that shows you how, how thin this division is at the lower end. I don't recognise any of the people in his sure dog who he's beaten. No. I do apologise to all of them, but he's had three UFC fights. I mean, he's unbeaten, but St. Pru has been there. I think if he doesn't overlook him, he's looking good, but Pru's done it before where it's how when Jimmy had a word. Yeah. That was oh, filthy. You, but you could tell, like in that fight, you could tell the way he approached it, that he, he knew that Jimmy had knockout power and he yeah. just, he didn't even want to, he didn't even want to see if he could take one of those no. punches. For saying he went five with John Jones and I know it was a step off the couch, John Jones, you know, yeah. Coke. Was always weird. a bit of Coke, was it? It was weird, that was, yeah. yeah. I can't, I mean, a part of me felt like he was kind of coasting because Cormier was sitting octagon side. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because especially, like, if you've been away for a little while, one of your one of your ace cards is the surprise factor. Watch this. And that gave DC the opportunity to sit and watch him in his comeback. So, but I, yeah, I think Ovincent proves awkward, and that's that's one of the things that's a, that's a benefit to him. Like, what the, the two punches I always think of are um, the skateboard punch against uh, Shogun, yeah. where he binged him on the on the pivot, looked yeah. like he was just kind of throwing his fist to keep the guy away. It was a really weird punch, a like a counter punch. left hook, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like a weird street fighter. Combat. Yeah, and then Ball the other punch. one was. Uh, um, Patrick Cummins. As Patrick Cummins was moving forward, he kind of punched up across his chin. Yeah. Like, it's not a punch that you would drill on pads. No. It's a punch that you just, you see the target and you throw whatever, whatever you've got. On the back foot. Yeah. Clink. Feet cross. But that shows you how athletic he is. You know what I mean? Because he is, he is punching on one foot at weird angles as he's moving backwards. He moves well. He does. He does move well. I, yeah. And then, then the Von Pruchoke. Yeah, man. Well, if he can get down. three times he's got that now? Yeah. Twice in a row. You should know Kami and... And somebody else. He's got it enough times to know that it's three, yeah, named after him. Three now. times. He's got it three times. I tell you why I know that is because we did uh, the UFC Connected show. The next one that's coming out, the take five is uh, submission specialists Ooh. of like like people that um, I won't give any more away than Vincent Pro, but like people that have made a particular submission their signature move. Would uh, would UFC use Frank still, or is he? Is he in the bad box? Yeah, no. I, I mean, I'll, I'll pull anybody out of the bag. I don't think there's not never been any kind of resistance. I've, I, I think that whatever UFC footage is UFC footage, and yeah. we, we can use it all. I mean, like in this, as long as it's not poorly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like in this next inside the octagon, I've used footage of of uh, Connor from Cage Warriors and Khabib from Pro FC. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's nice to see those older fights and see yeah. them doing the same things then as they do now you know it's you can see how fighters develop I think one of my favourite subs that I often show people because when when people don't really appreciate jits and they call it cuddling and they're not really into it <laughs> it's I like to show them Frank Mayer Big Nog oh yeah because it's just Frank's Hot. out he's out on his feet I was there live at that dude, one dude I was oh. scared because the first time they fought that was an awesome season of the Ultimate Fighter but then you got to like Big Nog Big Nog mm. came across like a proper cool dude. He is. And I don't know, Frank, you know Frank, so yeah, that's yeah. good. Both of them, nice guys. But when he was out on his feet and then could take it down and then reverse, re- filth. Yeah. Wicked fight. Beautiful. If you've, if you've not seen it, go and watch Check it. Check it out. I was up in Canada, I think. Dude, it was, it was a good it, fight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Good shit. That was just before he went and fought um, Brock again, wasn't it? 
what was it? Mm. See, this is where your encyclopedic knowledge beats my current knowledge because I I only remember what's in the forefront of my brain and all the other stuff stored in like a dusty cupboard in my yeah. subconscious. I try and judge it on what T-shirt Frank's dad's wearing. <laughs> it's normally like some thrash metal illustration. Yeah. It's like they've gone for one for his tattoo and like just made it a little bit rougher. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's, let's co-main event it up. Okay, we're getting close. I'm getting a bit shaky. I know. I'm getting a bit excited. That might be the caffeine. We've had a lot of coffee today. Oh, Tony Ferguson, Anthony Pettis. If you'd have asked me last year, Tony Ferguson walks through him. Yep. But he looked good against Chiesa. Yep. Really, really good. If he's got his, if he's got his mojo back, because this is the guy that subbed Ben Henderson effortlessly, and he looked yeah. amazing doing it. Yeah. Um, I think he had it knocked out of him a bit because obviously Eddie Alvarez had a word. Was it Gilbert Melendez had a word? And it was that same exhausting pressure, Randy Couture style, just break his will. Mm -hmm. And I think he wasn't in the best place when that was happening. So hopefully he's going to run a bit of the momentum. Tony Ferguson has got momentum, but I don't think he feels like he gets the recognition for what he's done. Yeah. And that's because he wears ridiculous Oakleys. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I hope he's not, I hope he's banned from wearing sunglasses fight week because I, I, it would be really frustrating to lose him on this card again because it's, I mean, it just perfectly sets him up for the winner of the main event. Yeah. You know, like he's obviously the, well, the winner of this fight has got to call out the main event no matter who it is. Yeah. But I mean, Tony Ferguson's in such a prime position. He seems very quiet since he got stripped and all. He was so vocal about getting the shot. I don't know if he's been asked to be quiet, but he's been very well behaved as far as social. And everything else goes because to me, if that was me before, and I'm kicking off asking for the fight, I get my interim. I've had it two minutes, and they go, "I oh, was stripping you." Yeah. Where Connor, we know that he had his interim for about ten years, had him on hold or did whatever, and just changed the division. Which obviously he's going to get that leeway. But I think with Tony, there's he's just there's no denying him, man. He's he's looked good. What's that? A ten, that's a ten fight win streak he's on, with a lot of finishes. Yeah. I mean, like sometimes I don't, I don't really like. I'll see fighters on the card, and I'll have this this understanding of the kind of fighter they are, and I'll have memories of certain fights. But then, when you actually look at a fighter's record and you go through and you see what they've been able to achieve against who, yeah, I mean, some of the some of the wins, dude, they're ridiculous. So you've got is Rafael dos Anjos in there? Round two submission over Abel Trujillo, and and yeah. what the reason that stands out to me is because Abel Trujillo fought Khabib and was taken down. 21 times yeah and uh, I don't think he was was he finished I don't think he was finished mate all of them he's got Castillo on there uh, Gleason Tebow who's a yeah it was a decision gatekeeper. unanimous decision he lost well, to Khabib uh, Abel Trujillo so oh, he, he lost a decision to, to uh, Khabib he was taken down 21 times Tony Ferguson subbed him in the second see this is it and then you look at Josh Thompson Barbosa. Yeah, Barbosa subbed in the second yeah. decision for Khabib. That was a fight to watch again, though. The Venata one. Fucking brilliant oh, fight. Man. Venata, wasn't he a late replacement and that's his debut? Yeah. Came in, pinged him up. Yeah. He looked good. You know, everyone says it's about McDonald catching him. Yeah. Fucking Venata made him. He did. Uh, it was his fight to lose, unfortunately. And I think it, it got to him a bit, the big the big show. But it showed you how durable Tony Ferguson is, though, because he was hurt a few times in that. What was that? Oh, that was it. So. Lando Venata's last fight was against Drakkar Close, and we were talking about Star Wars names. Yeah, like Lando Calrissian. Lando, Car- but Lando Venata and Drakkar Close, they could definitely they be Star Wars cantina, characters. They? Yeah, they are. <laughs> 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 yeah, 
But then, look, Rafael dos Anjos, he came... I think he's had a lot of problems after... Obviously, when he uh, when he got pinged by Eddie, since then he's he sort of lost a little bit of that mojo yeah. and left it in the cage. But it's still a massive win. It's, he still looked good doing it. It is. That was at the tail end of dos Anjos looking good at lightweight, though, wasn't it? I mean, I, I, I think the one that stands out... Again, Tony Fer- um uh, Kevin Lee that uh, was a good win. But Kevin staff. Lee with the staff. Mad yeah, staff. I know. That looked like a staffy First round sub of Gleason Tibau. So this is that's what I'm saying. Gleason Tibau. Khabib couldn't Khabib couldn't take Gleason Tibau no. down. It's because that he tried. tattoo's not finished. Oh, is that what it is? That weird outline mm. of like cyborg. <laughs> I don't like how this feels. <laughs> Gleason Tibau always reminded me of uh, the, like the the like the lead gremlin in Gremlins, like without the ears, without the mohawk. Yeah. I've got I've got a photo saved on my phone with them looking in the same direction with the same look on their face. I could take that as a compliment. Oh no, he looks terrifying. Yeah, he looks. I'd completely he is, take that as a compliment. Yeah, 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 yeah. Unless you put me in a blender or a microwave. <laughs> yeah, no, he looks. He looks. He's got a scary look to him, and he's he's a lot bigger than people would think. This is it. Well, just saying that a lot bigger than people think. Am I allowed to switch to the main event quickly? Do it, or do we, it. Yeah, no, what, we're just, we we're just rambling, Pettis, dude. We're just rambling, dude, yeah. Who are you, uh, who are you having? You having Ferguson? I think Ferguson might darse him. Pettis is, Pettis is, I think he's going to take a few risks because Tony Ferguson's awkward and I think I think he's going to make Pettis miss a few times and Pettis will get frustrated. They'll end up in a tangle and he's got the perfect kind of body shape, wide shoulders, narrow hips, long neck, long arms. He's got the perfect body type to either get a body triangle to sink in a rear naked choke or some kind of head and arm dars yeah. anaconda type of setup. I think it could be quite a fancy, almost capoeira. You know the film Only the Strong with Mark Dacascus? Absolutely. Awesome. Mark Dacascus. That's a name you haven't heard right. for a while, is it? Right. But I reckon there's going to be a lot of flips and flicks. I think they're going to be a lot of explosive, hopefully. You know if it's some yeah. fucking boring tap out. No, I think that's going to be a fun one. I don't mean boring tap out as in sub. I mean <laughs> boring fucking situation. So, well, the reason that I was saying about height, and I can talk about the press conference and everything. Now. I know what you're going to say. Go on. How fucking tall is Khabib? Right. Or how small was, is Connor? Was he wearing Was he wearing big boots though? I don't know I, if he was I, wearing Cubans. Yeah, I don't know. He was off the stage and running away with his manager before <laughs> I could say anything. Yeah. I don't know if he was running away, but he seemed to get out of there quick. He did. But it, I, I thought he did a good job of keeping his calm though. Mate, it sent like that. And I thought, I was talking to someone and they were saying, I think, I think Khabib's got in his head. Shout out to Steve, my tree surgeon. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think he's. I think he's in head. Your trees had a tough surgery. Big mate, it's fucking. That's like end of surgery. Just think, <laughs> oh, is that it, mate? Yeah, unfortunately, oh, I've lost a couple in the garden. To euthanize them. This is it. Well, we'll plant some new ones. When we, we will. Get we will. Down there. Yeah, we'll have a, a whole forest. <laughs> but he came around and we were talking for a good twenty minutes, and he said, oh, "I think he's got in his head." And I'd only seen the highlights up to that point, which is obviously just mainly Connor talking shit about whiskey. <laughs> and when I watched it back. I think he did a lot like you said, and this comes down to wife points. You know when, even though you might be wrong, you don't answer back. Let her get it out of system. Don't answer back. Don't answer back. And you think, oh, it's fucking easy. I'm just going to say anything. 20 minutes in, you then go, yeah, well, just, just, just <laughs> fucking rewind. And that adds three hours and to I the think, argument. Yeah, but yeah. I think that happened with him because he was almost saying, with Connor, you've lost. Yeah. Don't try, if you're quicker than him, winner. If you're trying to explain common sense, he's got too much shit on you to pull it out. Because essentially, when the whole Artem thing, it could be so justified that Connor went. Ultimately, it wasn't. Mm-hmm. But the difference is, is 
Khabib was trying to say, no, go and ask him. Just ask him. Go and ask your boy. Ask him. And he meant it. He wasn't saying it like, ask your fucking boy, dude. <laughs> like Charlie Big Potatoes. He was just saying, please, if you go and ask him. It's yeah. like when... Get the information. Yeah. You know when you yeah. can get beat up at school and someone comes around and says, No, like, I don't. Well, yeah. Different world. <laughs> yeah. No, I've, no, I've been... Yeah, different school. <laughs> but you know, if they, if someone comes around and goes, all right, Steve, my, my name's not Steve. Well, mate, you're going to get your head kicked in because of what you did to fucking Johnny. And I'd be like... Oh, please. Um, yeah. Hang listen, on. Speak to Johnny. Just, well, just, uh, I'm not Steve. <laughs> and I think that... Because he then just looked bored and frustrated because he couldn't say anything. Yeah. And it ultimately became The Connor Show, which I think they tried to avoid by keeping fans out of there. But, like I say, unless you're fucking super quick... And that, that's the thing as well, is, like, speaking is speaking a different language. You know what I mean? It's his second language. It's not... Uh, it might not even be his second language. It might be his third or fourth. Yeah. Dealing with sarcasm, bullying. Exactly. It's like, fucking... I, I don't think... I don't think as fast as Connor in English. So I can't even imagine trying to translate that into another language That's before it. I say it. it. You know, he's always going to be on the back foot. But I, I just... I think he did so so well at just kind of keeping his calm, not showing his hand. And I think right at the end of the face-off, I think Dana read it on, on Khabib's yeah. face. Because he was looking right in Khabib's eyes. And there was a moment where Khabib just kind of reared up just a little bit and, yeah. and Dana stepped right in. And then immediately Khabib was off stage. He took a photo of his belt and he was gone. Yeah. And I think he'd, I would imagine he'd have gone backstage and was just yelling and screaming and punching walls and stuff. But on stage, he did such a good job of keeping his calm. Yeah. And I think that's because he knows what Connor's trying to do. This is it. And the thing is, because he's not giving it back, mm. he's almost coming across a bit bratty. Because <laughs> you don't need to call him all this and that. And you don't need to... It's it's almost like you're following the script. You're following the Connor script, and it's like when he spoke about the Poirier and Diaz. Yeah, he's very humble. Very, uh-huh. I'm, I'm very much looking forward to that fight. I think it's going to be something. Best wishes to both. And you think, all right, fair enough. But two minutes ago, you were calling them shit cunts. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. So it's it's hard to see when he's because it's clearly turned on. But I didn't think he was getting the reaction he essentially needed. Mm. I mean, some of the some of the put downs were just classic. Comedy. Yeah, what was the one I love? Uh, daft, something about daft mad con. <laughs> no, no, it was you're the backwards, yeah. you're backwards daft <laughs> when he wouldn't take the whiskey. He called him a backwards daft. I'm sure yeah. he did. Dean was incredibly offended by that. Dean, really? Yeah, that that was one of the things where where Dean felt like Connor crossed the line, which was it, which is an interesting take. I'll have to get Dean's take on it at some point. We'll get him on here. I can see why. Yeah, because I think one I liked was when he talked about about wrestling, and Connor said something about you might wrestling. have to wrestle my no, you might have to wrestle my knuckle out of your eye, eye socket, socket or your something. Orbital. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, but I don't know if the whiskey because he was like three shots deep by that point. Was it? You reckon? Because there was a couple of times when he wasn't quite as quick. Yeah, and, I, and I'm not saying he's a lightweight by any stretch because he's obviously not, but. You could tell that he was just absolutely in a flow because yeah. he almost he needed that dance partner, and he didn't get it because I think Conor had done as we've said before he's fucking obsessed. The guy's obsessed. It's hard to bet against him, so he puts in this crazy, almost psycho analysis of anyone. So then when he's coming out with stories about his manager's son and. Yeah. And um, backdated child maintenance. He's not paid. Like, what the fuck? I know. He does his research. Yeah, he? but that is a full... It was like that shirt he was wearing. Do you remember there was a particular shirt he wore? Oh, John Anik explained it to me. It was The a, Versace it, one? The no, gold chains? No, it was, it was a shirt of a particular player, of a particular team, 
and there was a dis- it was before the Maymac fight. Yes, do you remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been punching there, and I've yeah. been punching there too many times. But but it's that obsession. It's almost like a scorned wife, scorned girlfriend, sort of like, well, I'll fucking show you. <laughs> and I think he had that in the chamber. He was ready for that, and he didn't get the opportunity for it. But then the minute that Khabib's manager only had to look at him, yeah. And he was like, oh, yeah. He was ready for that. Oh, what about yeah. this then? <laughs> oh, dude, that's kind of fucking, yeah. kind of crazy. But it's the fight game. Right. And he has, and he's got to be extreme because you have to be in this day and age, I think, to stand out. And I think Connor's, I think Connor's, I think he learned about that during the Maymac fight. I think he was already good at it. I think he learned the value of it when he was dealing with Floyd Mayweather. And, and watched how well he plays the crowd and plays the bad guy. Exactly. Because Connor was automatically the good guy in that. Yeah. You know, in a lot of people's eyes, he was the guy taking on the challenge. Exactly. It would have probably been the opposite way around if Mayweather had come over to MMA. Yeah. He seems to have learned a shit ton. Yeah. Because I, it sounds daft, but I'm convinced Connor doesn't feel he has to lose. He's got nothing to lose. Uh huh. He's got the money. Yeah. He's got the legacy. That's it. And to me, it feels that it's almost the Matt Hughes pressure of, oh, fuck, I'm still the champ. And I think if he does lose, he's like, ah, it's the fight game. Yeah. That's just the fight game. And he'll Give fight fair, Diaz. Fair play to the kid. <laughs> fair play to, and he'll almost be pleased for Khabib. He'll yeah. almost put him on a pedestal. And go, the guy is putting leg. He yeah. deserves it. I, I see in a bit, boys. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck? Do you not still think I'm the fucking best? Yeah. Oh, well, no. You still want to watch. <laughs> yeah. And that's it. And yeah, I yeah. think. He's not got that pressure, and I think he goes in with a really clear head. If Khabib has any percentage of Aldo brain or any sort of like doubt in anything, because Eddie Alvarez, I don't think we saw Eddie Alvarez against Connor. No, at all. Too tentative. Yeah, he was. He was seething, mm-hmm. and same as Aldo, he was just ready to just like fuck someone yeah. up. And but think- Aldo couldn't. Aldo bit to the pressure and just charged forward yeah. Eddie Alvarez tried to hold back he was guarded he stepped in a couple of times and was, was punished for it and then ultimately Connor made up the ground for him And I think the same yeah. happened with Poirier there's a lot it's right? just that it's the impact that he has on people before the fight starts yes and I, the thing is I don't know if I'm if I'm seeing it right like you said you saw him sort of rear up a little bit and uh-huh. think oh fuck no you're yeah. serious but Khabib's not scared of getting punched He's not scared of trying to take someone down, but the problem is his style of taking someone down is move forward, whereas Connor's is fucking. That's perfect for yeah. him. Yeah, it's, it's much easy. Thing. That's it. It's much easier for Connor to 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 work with people that are trying to move forward yeah. because then he can walk them onto stuff. Like the, in the lighter weights, knockouts are much more about timing. It's about timing and accuracy. I mean, eighty six percent knockout ratios, ridiculous for this weight class. I just think the thing that scared me more than anything. What scared me or concerned me was the fact that Khabib was the same height, if not a bit taller than Connor. Yeah. And when someone is stalking you, if it was Chad Mendes, Connor's almost got an extra foot in reach because of that height difference. Whereas with Khabib, he's going to be on you straight away. Yeah. And I don't know if Connor's going to be able to set up the Russian. The Russian. Yeah. The Russian. With the Russian. With set the up technique. the Russian with the Russian. Yeah. 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 That, that's, the, that's the lead punch he uses, by the way. I was chatting to his. Uh, uh, his boxing coach Phil at, uh, in Crumlin the other week fascinating conversation really interesting um, I've what? imparted some of that information into the inside of the Octagon so I'll save it for I'm about that. to say yeah, we're yeah. not allowed to talk about that no I'm not making a pick for this one because I'm commentating on, on this one on, on live and uh, as Mark Goddard always says I can't be preoccupied with what I think might happen although it's true I can't help but keep trying to figure out who's going to win it's, the thing is I can't wait for it no matter what I know and, and if he comes out and he smashes the shit through him 
Khabib that is, and, he, and Khabib wins, then it just sets up another one. It's just if, it, yeah, if he it's doesn't, just story, then, isn't it? yeah, there's just more of the Connor show. I think the problem is before we had a lot more of the Connor show, and that's what I loved because I got a lot of when I was working and I had time that I was listening to podcasts. I've got YouTube on just to listen to all that footage. It gets me jazzed for the fight. Mm-hmm. It's been hot, quiet for this one. Really, it? really quiet, yeah. and I think it, it might just light that fire against him. But like, we, like he's, he's got nothing to lose, man. He, yeah, he's done it. He's been there. He's won it. So yeah, I don't know. I, I'd say I can't say. I don't know. No, I don't know. Sit on the fence. Text me. Text me before I record the podcast with Nick Pete next week, and yeah. we'll, uh, we'll 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 put your prediction up. All right. So. Before we wrap up, uh, what, what, what else are we going to catch up on? Oh, Full Reptile Collective stuff. So you are wearing a very nice Full Reptile Collective baseball cap. I am. Which are in the works at the moment. I'll be, a, I'll be receiving. And, and then you've also got the really nice Full Reptile Radio. Uh, Gold. Yeah. So, oh, they, but this is, this, so we need to kind of figure out some distinction here, don't we? Because we've got the Full Reptile Radio podcast. Yep. And that is now Fight Disciples Network. So make sure you're uh, make sure you're checking this out every week, as well as the Fight Disciples stuff, which is my first go-to podcast. Um, and then we've got the Full Reptile Radio Gimme Radio as well, which is an internet music radio. So that is don't listen to that unless you like heavy music, is what yeah. I would say, because there's not much chat. It's majority of it is heavy music, but it's my training uh, playlists and yeah, and that's so. on a Monday. That's on a Monday, and then it's repeated twice in the week, which okay. I don't know exactly what days yet. But you can check the website because I updated check. it there. So there we go. There you go. That's a good reason there to go. go there. And this one comes out on a Thursday, right? Yes, this is so Thursdays. FRR. FRR. FD. 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 One. One. Officially. One. Official. Is going to be tomorrow. <laughs> so we're going to be we're recording that today. Walk. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. And then. The Gimme Radio's on a Monday. Monday, yeah. I've got a wicked little promo video I'm going to upload. It's just, a, it's like 15 seconds. But the the shot of me standing there with my arms folded with like a snake passing behind me is Looking wicked. fuming. Yeah. Looking fuming. Yeah. Oh yeah, of course. I always look angry in photos. That's, that's good. That's my face. Um, well, I've got, there's a couple of couple of bits people have been asking. Go on then. Uh, they're asking about what's next on um, online. Shot. Okay. And we've got so much good shit coming out. Yeah. Dan's just mentioned the snappy that I'm wearing. We've also got a new range coming pretty soon uh frc abc we're gonna probably uh we're gonna be watching it really closely and um hopefully we're gonna have the there's some bags come in there's some more drinks where a new coffee yeah fancy schmance a new coffee that's good um delicious i'm also getting a lot of questions getting a lot of questions through the uh through the shop just to ask you on a on a wednesday okay yeah okay one question that i thought was quite interesting if you were to go back to the UFC now, yeah, and and do the Ultimate Fighter, uh-huh. not as a contestant, as a coach, but as a coach, right? Who would you want to coach against to eventually fight, and who would be your coaching staff? Oh, that is a good question. Yeah. Okay. Well, opposite side coaching would have to be someone animated, and someone with a bit of animosity. Like, I'd, like I'd say Cowboy would be a good one. Yeah. But like, I, I like Cowboy. You know I think what I mean? Like, yeah, it'd be a real, it'd be a real friendly uh, season. And to be honest, if I was going to do the Ultimate Fighter, I'd want a bit yeah, of animosity. Up, yeah, I like a bit of Diego. Would be a lot of fun because he's be a bit nuts. Yeah. Um, I think you could fuck with him quite a bit. You know, oh, the, yeah. the Bisping and Miller, where they're like, yeah. teabagging tea each other <laughs> and, and antiquing the room. Yeah, and he looked awesome in his last fight against Craig White. I will say that. Um, uh, one of the Diaz brothers would be really entertaining. That'd be, awesome. That'd be good. You probably you might be cooked. 
Oh the yeah, entire season. Yeah. It'd be like the high rollers jiu-jitsu tournament. <laughs> yeah, round the back of the gym, round the back of the gym, the cloud of smoke. <laughs> cheeps and, and chunks season twenty. Oh, that'd be hilarious. That would be a good season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, coaching staff—that's a difficult one. I'd have to bring in. I'd have to bring in the, my, my regulars. I'd have to bring in uh, Jimmy Warled, obviously Dean Amersinger, uh, Ollie Richardson for my strength and conditioning. And then I had a couple of good guys in Vegas. Jimmy Gifford would be awesome bringing boxing. Gif? Yeah, love Gif. Uh, Ricky Lundell for grap- all grappling, anything Ricky grappling. Ricky Lundell for promotion. Oh my God. And marketing. Right? Yes. If, if you don't follow Ricky Lundell on Instagram, find him and just follow him. Because he's, he's got this thing, it's 1% better every day. Man. And like he just lifts one more of something There's every day. Percent. It's ridiculous. He's smashing the shit through it. And he's built, he's built like me. Which he is was a, built like you. Yeah, now no, he's built like the Hulk. Tonk. Yeah, it's he's ridiculous. To fuck. Yeah, but at the same time, he's a black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. He was a uh, um, an Iowa uh, Iowa wrestling, wrestling champion. champion. Yeah, NCAA wrestling champ. Trained with Kale Sanderson. He should be unbelievable. Fighting. Oh, he just he'd, he'd smash people through. He, uh, he's, he was incredible to train with. Uh, just check him out on Instagram. It's amazing to watch to watch his account. And what weight class? What would you choose? Male, female? Would you want? Or what? Who would you want? Oh, to coach? that's a good question. Um, I don't know. I'd probably be tempted to do bantam weight. That'd be cool. Because then I'd want Adam Amasinger on my team. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah. This could be like a, a full reptile reunion. It could. In uh, in Vegas. It could. It could. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Just booking holidays. Absolutely. Adam but, Adam's looking good. He's got his fight on Cage Warriors coming up soon. Birmingham. Uh, he's just kid special. I'm telling you, the Dude, kid's special. I saw, I saw him on Instagram. Uh, I can't remember who uploaded it, but he looks sharp. Yeah, he's very, very fast, and very quick. accurate, very intelligent, learns quickly. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Whole package, man. I was there watching him spar yesterday, one of his last sparring sessions, and the kid's scary. Like the kid's a cobra. scary. Yeah, like a co- hashtag like a cobra. There you go. All right, let's wrap this up. So uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you to uh, Nick and Adam at The Fight Disciples for supporting us with this. Uh, thank you to the Full Reptile Collective. Make sure you get on uh, fullreptilecollective.co.uk and uh, have a look at what we're working on. And um, ISO Sports. Shout out to ISO Sports as well for awesome CBD products. Okay, thanks a lot. Speak to you soon. It can do something no other kind of lizard can do. It can run continuously for a very long time, and that enables it to become an endurance hunter, chasing down its prey. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.